يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار indeed the praise is for allah we praise him we seek his help we seek his forgiveness we seek refuge with allah from the evils that are within ourselves and from our bad deeds whomsoever allah guides no one can lead this individual astray whomsoever allah leads astray then there is no guide for him i bear witness that none has the right to be worshiped except for allah who was alone with our partners and i bear witness that muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the servant of allah and his last messenger to all of mankind all you who believe fear allah with the right that he should be feared with and do not die in ashura muslims O mankind fear your lord who created you from a single person and from that person created his mate and from them to scattered countless men and women and fear allah from who you demand your mutual rights and do not cut off the relations with the wombs that have bore you indeed allah is a watcher over you O you who believe fear allah and say that which is correct and truthful in order that Allah may rectify for you your deeds and forgive you of your sins and whomsoever obeys Allah and his messenger has achieved a tremendous achievement as to what follows certainly the most truthful speech is the book of Allah and the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented matters and every newly invented matter in the religion is innovation and every innovation is going astray and every going astray is in the hellfire we welcome the brothers and the sisters and the listeners online to this conference and we ask that Allah azza wa jalla make this a conference in which will be upon our scales of good in this in the next life and it be a benefit for us in this life and that which will allow us to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based upon knowledge of the religion amen as for my topic the sunnah is like the ark of noah or the sunnah is like the ark of noah This statement is the statement of Al-Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala or rahmatu wasi'ah. Al-Imam Malik is one of the great scholars of Al-Islam. He is known as Imam Dar al-Hijra, the Imam of the abode of Hijra as he was the main scholar of the people of Medina in his time. the one who the people would refer to and it was the sunnah was mentioned in the presence of imam malik rahimahullah ta'ala and he has stated in response 
that the Sunnah is the Ark of Noah. Whoever embarks upon it, he saved. And whoever does not get upon it, then he drowns. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah ta'ala, he commented on the statement of Al-Imam Malik. He said, وَهَذَا حَقٍ And this is true. فَإِنَّ السَّفِينَةَ النُّوحِ إِنَّمَا رَكِبَهَا مَنْ صَدَّقَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَاتَّبَعَهُمْ He said, this is true, for indeed the Ark of Noah, it was only those who believed in the messengers and followed them, it was only them who embarked upon the Ark of Noah. He went on to mention, وَأَنَّ مَنْ لَمْ يَرْكَبْهَا فَقَدْ كَذَّبَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ And as for the one who did not embark upon the Ark of Noah, then indeed he had disbelieved in the messengers. وَاتِّبَاعُ السُنَّةِ هُوَ اتِّبَاعُ الرِّسَالَةِ الَّتِي جَاءَتْ مِنْ عِنْدِ And following the sunnah, it is following the message that has come from Allah. فَتَابِعُهَا بِمَنْزَلَةِ مَنْ رَكِبَ مَعْنُوحَ السَّفِينَةِ بَاطِنًا وَظَاهِرًا So, the one who follows the sunnah, he is similar or he is on the level or the status of the one who rode upon the ark along with Noah, inwardly and outwardly. والمتخلف أن اعتباء الرسالة بمنزلة المتخلف أن اتباع النوح عليه السلام وركوب السفينة معه تخلف عنه وعن السفينة وغرق حلق Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah went on to mention that the one who does not follow or stays away from following the message, then this individual is on the level of the one who kept back from following Nuh and refrained or kept back from riding upon the ark with him. So, he stayed away or kept back from him and from riding upon the ark. And as a result of that, he drowned and he's destroyed. This is an important matter here. That Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala, he likened the sunnah to the ark of Noah. And you have to bring into one's mind the situation during the time of Noah alayhi salam. 950 years calling the people to la ilaha illallah and a few from amongst the people following him. The majority of the society against him 
rejecting him, even to the point his wife, she betrayed him. And as is mentioned in some of the books of Tafsir, that any time Nuh will be giving da'wah to the people, and when he leaves, she'll come behind him and then say to the people, don't listen to him, he's crazy or he's insane. And whenever someone would accept Islam at that time, she will go and report them to the chiefs and the nobles of the society. And this was her opposition or her khiyana or betrayal of Nuh that outwardly she would show that she's with him, but in reality she was not with him, she was with the people who denied and belied him. So Allah after this time commanded Nuh to start building the ark. And the people were making fun of him because he's building the ark upon dry land. But Nuh with his firm belief and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he followed the commandment of Allah. And the believers, they embarked upon the ark with Nuh And then when the rainwater started to fall from the heavens and the water started to come out of the earth, and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was inevitable upon the people, the only ones who were saved were those who believed with the Prophet Nuh salam, the Prophet Noah. And this is the example that Imam Malik ta'ala, is giving of the Sunnah. That this, how that ark saved the people during that time when Allah's punishment was descending down upon the wrongdoing people. Likewise, the Sunnah is that which saves the people. Especially during the times of trials and tribulations. The Sunnah is the Savior. When we speak about the term uh, Sunnah, there are different definitions that are given from different scholars of different sciences and different categories or branches of knowledge. As an example, with the scholars of hadith, the sunnah is that which is attributed to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Min qawlin, or fi'lin, or taqreerin, or sifatin, khalqiyatin, or khuluqiyatin. So the scholars of hadith, they say that the sunnah is that which is attributed to the Messenger from a statement, an action, an approval, or his description, his physical description, or the description of his mannerisms or his character. So the sunnah with the scholars of hadith, it entails his general uh, guidance which he was upon and as was mentioned statements, actions, approvals and other than that then you have the scholars of Usul al-Fiqh the scholars who deal with the foundations of jurisprudence 
The sunnah with them is al-ahkam al-shari'iyah muqabil al-wajib. The legislative rulings that is the opposite of that which is obligatory. Meaning that it is that which is recommended. It's not mandated, but rather it is recommended. So with the scholars of usul al-fiqh, when they say something, uh, the sunnah, meaning the rules and regulations of the legislation, that is not from that which is obligatory, rather it is that which is recommended. And they say that the one who carries out this matter of the sunnah, then he is rewarded if he does it for the sake of Allah. And the one who does not carry out this act of sunnah, then he's not entitled to punishment because it is a matter that is recommended and not obligated. Also you have from the scholars of jurisprudence those who say that the sunnah is a path in the religion that is not obligated. A path in the religion that is not obligated. Or it is that which the Prophet did on a consistent basis. However, there is no evidence that this matter is an obligation. Some of the scholars of jurisprudence, they say the sunnah is an act that it is requested from the person to do in a serious uh, manner, but it's not something that's obligatory. And there are other definitions given by the scholars of jurisprudence according to the different madhahib, the different schools of jurisprudence. But what is intended here that the sunnah is like the ark of Noah or is the ark of Noah sunnah in relation to that which the Prophet sallallahu came with from the matters of religion the guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he sent the Prophet Muhammad with this guidance is a means of salvation. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stated, مَنْ يَعِشْ مِنْكُمْ بَعْدِي فَالسَّيَارَةَ اِخْتِلَافٍ كَثِيرًا فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّةِ وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءَ الرَّاشِدِينَ الْمَهْدِيِينَ مِنْ بَعْدِي عَبُّ عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِذِ the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, Whoever from amongst you lives after me, meaning after his death, ﷺ, he's going to see a lot of differing. Differing where? Differing amongst the Muslims. He said, therefore, upon you is following my way and the way of the rightly guided, 
the rightly guided Khalifas. Bite on to it with your molar teeth. الأمور, and be aware of the newly invented matters to the end of the narration. So here the Prophet ﷺ, by way of revelation, he foretold that after his death, that there's going to be a lot of differing amongst the Muslims. But at the same time, the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned the means of salvation and safety and security from the differing. And what is this differing that the Prophet ﷺ was referring to? Generally speaking, that which was not present during his time. As he mentioned, whoever from amongst you lives after me. Specifically, matters of innovation in the religion. People bringing about new things into the religion that was not known during the time of the Prophet People bringing about new practices, how to worship Allah. People bringing about new matters of belief that the Prophet never believed. Practices, ideologies, methodologies that were not present during the time of the Prophet and nor were the Sahaba who learned directly from the Prophet may Allah be pleased with them, nor were they upon these newly invented ways. This is from the differing the Prophet spoke about. And that which is connected to that. When we speak about the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, you find the scholars, they mention that the sunnah is divided into five categories. Number one, a sunnatul i'tiqadiyya, the sunnah of belief. Number two, a sunnatul qawliyya, the verbal sunnah, that what you say. Number three, a sunnatul fi'liya, the practical application, that's from the sunnah. Number four, a sunnatul taqririya, the sunnah of approval, the things that have been approved of by way of the sunnah. And number five, a sunnah to Turkiya, the sunnah of abandonment, the things that the Prophet ﷺ left off seeking nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These five categories of the sunnah in it is salvation, safety and security for the person's religion. As an example, the sunnah of belief. A sunnatul i'tiqadiyya. The sunnah of belief is that which the Prophet ﷺ believed. It is upon us to believe 
the way Prophet Muhammad believed. Why? Because he is the example. He is the messenger that Allah has sent to us to guide us to the straight path. As Allah described the Prophet Indeed you, meaning you O Muhammad you guide to a straight path. So Allah described the Prophet Muhammad as being the guide. So the knowledge that the Prophet brings to the people is guidance. It's that which will lead to the person's salvation if he adheres to it. Also Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Indeed, you have in the Messenger of Allah a beautiful example. لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا For the one who hopes with the meeting with Allah in the last day, and he remembers Allah much. So here Allah describes Prophet Muhammad as being an example for us. And this example is the example that we all must follow if we want to be upon the straight path. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions in the Qur'an, فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ فَقَدْ اِحْتَدَوْا And if they believe in the likes of that which you believe in, then they will be guided. Here Allah Azza wa Jal is mentioning that if the people were to believe the way Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his companions believed, they will be upon guidance. So we understand the opposite. If the people do not believe the way Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam believed, then they will be upon misguidance. Because Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and those who were with him from his companions, the men and the women, their belief was the correct way to believe. And this is why you find Allah being pleased, not only with Prophet Muhammad wasallam, but also being pleased with the Sahaba, the companions. As we see, going back to the narration, the Prophet said, Upon you is following my way, and the way of the rightly guided Khulafa. And they are companions. For their way is the proper way of practicing Islam because they learned directly from Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and they stuck to the teachings of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So in the verse that's in Surah Al-Baqarah and if they believe in the likes of that which you all believe in meaning you O Muhammad and the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam radiyallahu anhum ajma'in then the people will be guided. But again if the people do not believe the way Prophet Muhammad believed and the way the Sahaba believed, they'll be upon misguidance. So we have an example in the narration. 
where the Sahabi by the name of Muawiyah ibn Hakim al-Sulami radiallahu an he had a a servant girl who watched over his flock and a wolf came and took away one of the sheep and he became angry and he slapped her in the face but after he did that he felt regret for his actions after he did that he felt regret for his actions so he went to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said itibiha bring her here the serving girl and he said to her ain allah qalat fi as-sama qala wa man ana qalat anta rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam faqala rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam atiqa fa innaha mu'mina the prophet said bring her here bring her to me the prophet said to her questioning her where is allah she said allah is above the heavens He said, "Who am I?" She said, "You are the messenger of Allah." The prophet said, "Free her, she's a believer." Subhanallah. Look how her correct belief led to her freedom. The prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam questioned her regarding her faith. Where is Allah? She said, "Allah is above the heavens." Who am I? You are the messenger of Allah. Free her for indeed she is a believer. When she stated that Allah is above the heavens and she stated that he was the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and then he said free her for indeed she is a believer, that that means that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam also believed the same thing. And her, her belief was the correct belief. Contrary to those who came after the time of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and specifically a deviant group by the name of the Jahmiyyah they were the ones to say that Allah is everywhere This was not a belief of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and this was not the belief of the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum ajma'in Perhaps one may say, well what about the statement of Allah, wa huwa ma'akum aina ma kuntum? And he is with you wherever you are. The response is Allah is with mankind by way of his knowledge, by way of his sight and his hearing and being aware. That's in general. And as for the believers, Allah is with them in the same manner that he is with the people in general. but you add to that that Allah is with the believers by way of aiding them and helping them and giving them support as for the essence of Allah then Allah himself is above the creation as the young girl or the servant girl she said to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
When he asked her, where is Allah? She said, Allah is above the heavens, meaning above creation. The sunnah is also that which the Prophet said from the religious statements. And we find protection in the verbal sunnah. As an example, we are taught by the Prophet Muhammad to say before leaving our homes, Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. That we should say this before we leave our homes. When we say this, what happens? The Prophet mentioned that it is a protection from the shaitan. So look how now, verbally mentioning something from the words of the sunnah, is a protection. Likewise, when returning to your home, or enter, before you enter to your home, you say, Bismillah. And when you say, Bismillah, the devils, the shayateen, they cannot enter into your home with you. And they say, there's no place for us to rest tonight or sleep tonight. And before you eat, you say, Bismillah. Then there's no place for, or there's nothing for the devil or the shaitan to share with you in relation to your food. And before a man has relations with his spouse, the Prophet taught to say, Bismillah, Allahumma, jannibna shaitan wa jannib shaitan ma razaqtana. In the name of Allah, O oh Allah, keep us away from the shaitan and keep the shaitan away from that which you provide us with. Meaning, if a, if a child comes out of that union, to protect that child from the shaitan. And the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that if the, per, if the people were to make this dua, then the shaitan would not be able to harm the child. This is showing how the verbal sunnah is a protection. In the practical application or the physical practice of the sunnah, we have the example, the sunnah to pray two raka'ahs before you leave your home, and to pray two raka'ah when entering into your home. This is also from the sunnah. But the scholars, or I should not but, but the scholars they say, the scholars they mentioned that the, the wisdom behind this is that when you pray the two raka'ah before you leave your home, it's a protection for you when you're outside of your home. And likewise, when you pray the two raka'ah upon entering into the home, it is a protection for you within the home. And this is from the physical actions of the sunnah that the Prophet ﷺ taught. Then you have things that the Prophet ﷺ approved of. Meaning that which took place in the time of revelation. And the Prophet ﷺ did not, did not rebuke the action or the statement or the belief and the likes of that. 
Rather, the Prophet ﷺ approved of it. An example. One of the companions, and his name is slipping me right now, he was on a journey with a group of Sahaba. And he woke up in a state of Janaba, major impurity. So what did he do? He made tayammum and he prayed, leading the people in the salat. He did not take a ghusl or make a ghusl. And they reported this to the Prophet wasallam. And the Prophet questioned him, did you lead the people in the salat, being in a state of major impurity and you didn't make the ghusl and you just made tayammum? And the Sahabi, he mentioned to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Messenger of Allah, it was extremely cold. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He stated, وَلَا تَقَتُلُوا أَنفُسُكُمْ Don't kill yourselves. He said, so I made tayammum. I mean, instead of it put, making the full ghusl, putting the water over my entire body, and it's extremely cold, and that can lead to me becoming sick, and becoming sick can lead to me become, dying from the sickness, I just made tayammum. So the Prophet sallallahu he laughed in approval of his action. So you see here from the sunnah of approval, the Prophet approved of something that the Sahabi did as a means to protect and save his life. As a means to protect and save his life. In the last category of sunnah, the sunnah of abandonment. Meaning the things that the Prophet ﷺ left off seeking nearness to Allah. And the greatest example of that is the Prophet ﷺ leaving off shirk. And the Prophet ﷺ leaving off sins and bid'ah. Shirk leads to imprisonment in the hellfire forever. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ Indeed, Allah does not forgive that partners are associated with Him, but He forgives other than that for whomsoever He wills. So if a person dies upon shirk, he will remain in the hellfire forever. The Prophet kept away from that. He abandoned shirk. And this was a protection and a safety and security for him. And likewise, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in, they abandoned shirk. And the believers, they abandoned shirk, fearing that punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even the Muslims, who Allah will punish them in the hellfire for sins that He did not forgive them for, that they did not make tawbah for, eventually those Muslims will come out of the hellfire. They will not remain in the hellfire forever. In one narration, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that no one will remain in the hellfire إِلَّا مَنْ حَبَسَهُ الْقُرْآنِ That no one will remain in the hellfire except for the one who the Qur'an has imprisoned him to be in the hellfire forever, meaning the polytheists. So the main thing you find that the Prophet ﷺ kept away from is associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
He closed the doors to shirk. One of his companions said to him, MashaAllah wa shit. Well, Allah and you will. The Prophet said, Al Jaltani niddan lillah kul MashaAllah. The Sahabi he said, Is what you and Allah wills? The Prophet said, Have you made me a partner with Allah? Say what Allah wills. That's it. Because the wording is a wording of shirk. And even though the Sahabi, the companion, may Allah Azza wa Jal be pleased with him, he did not intend to make the Prophet a partner with Allah in wording. He did not intend this. But the wording entails that, so the Prophet still corrected him to close that door. To close the door that leads to any type or any form of ashrik billah azawajal. So these five matters, these are the five areas of the sunnah that is upon us to follow. And in following these matters of the sunnah, you will find your protection, your safety, your salvation. Inshallah ta'ala, I will stop at this point. And whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah, Azza wa Jal alone. And whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. Wa subhanaka Allahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubilik.